Hello and welcome to episode 51 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Chris. And today we'll be discussing Eddard chapter 8, Eddard chapter 13 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read before listening. You want to take it away with the news, Chris? I suppose. If it will load. There we the go. news that we have today um, is that one of the Game of Thrones character is starring in a new musical. And the star is actually going to be our favorite, Peter Dinklage. Um, and he's going to be in a play called Cyrano de Bergerac. I, I'm sorry, I butchered that probably <laughs> really bad, but... Um, it's a from a, it's from 1897 apparently. His first look. Oh wait, we saw the trailer for this. Yes. Yes, we did. And it looked pretty interesting. Basically, it's like a love story where um, he's in love with a woman, but the woman's not in love with him. She's in love with somebody else, and the guy's not in love with short. the woman. Yeah. Right. And so. He is telling the guy how to get the woman to fall in love with him. By writing poetry. But he's the one that's writing the poetry. Right. So it's a love triangle thing. Yes. But look pretty good. Yeah. So. I'm excited. Yes. Moving on. Anyways. With our episode. (laughs) Uh, No Martin message today. Do you want to read the listener answers since Gabby's not here? Yeah. Okay. Um, So the listener answers that we have. From um, Aunt Katie. From Aunt Katie, of course. Uh, the first question is, um, what would happen to Danny if she wasn't successful in finishing the Stallion Heart? Um, and Aunt Katie says, I don't think they would have done anything to her, but if she didn't eat the heart, which was super gross, perhaps the Dothraki Khaleesi would lack confidence in both her and the baby, which we talked about, yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know if they could, wouldn't have killed her. I just don't know. I don't know. think they would have killed her, but they would have definitely looked at her differently it wouldn't be the stallion that mounts the world no no it would just be another son it wouldn't be the stallion though but i don't know if they would respect it yeah um anyways the second question is the dothraki are a patriarchal people that take the advice of the wise khaleesi um who is making the decisions the men or the women um And she says that the wisdom of the elderly is honored in many societies. That's true. Mm -hmm. I agree with Chris that the Khaleesi carry the wisdom of the cows of the past. So I say that the men are still leading and making decisions. Yeah, Mm. that's what I said. Um, But they are wise enough to learn from the past. Perhaps they do this because they're... Their men actually die much younger in battle than the wise old women do. Men. So they're, men. So there are no wise old men. Yeah, yeah. that's what she's saying. Which yeah. I yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and the last one is do you think Danny Mom's mourns Morns. her brother's death? Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I misread that. Um, and she said, No, I don't think that she mourns her brother. I think that she can now see his abusive, manipulating, self serving ways, um, and she is indifferent about it. She did not stop any of it. This is true. She didn't say, hey, don't do that. Um, she knew what was going to happen. Um, and I think she may find relief without the embarrassment um, of him being a whiny weenie, as she says. Yes. A whiny weenie. I agree with that. 
Those are good. The Dirt King or the Cart King. King or whatever. Yeah. Sorefoot King. Yeah. Anything but the actual king. Okay, so last episode, Danny took part in the Dothraki pregnancy ritual, and then Viserys died by getting molten gold poured over his head. This episode, Ned, Ned visits the king who has returned from the hunt um, to find him severely injured by a boar he was hunting, um, and now he's on his deathbed. Uh-oh. Robert gives his final wishes uh, to Ned. Okay, so our 21st wine rule from John Bonet's book, The New Wine Rules reads acidity might be the most important quality in wine acidity makes the wine lively and enjoyable and it also is why certain wines go so well with certain foods it helps cleanses our palates and also helps with digestion so wine helps with digestion doesn't brandy do that too i don't know (laughs) we're not talking about brandy we're talking about wine i know i'm just saying (laughs) there's alcohol that that helps Uh, it also helps make food more appetizing it accentuates all the things we taste. That is true. I that's like a good it, cheese and wine pairing. That's why it pairs. Yes. And a bit of sugar in wine helps level out the acidity. That's true. But the wine can be too sugary. Yeah. Yes, it can. Okay, let's uh, dive into this chapter, shall we? Splash. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> all right. So we start out in one of Ned's dreams, and in his dream, he is walking through the crypts of Winterfell. He comes to the tomb of his father, Brandon, and Lyanna, who is his sister. Lyanna's statue whispered to Ned, promise me, Ned, with her eyes weeping blood, and suddenly he is awake because someone was pounding at his door. Poor Ned. I feel like he can never sleep. Ever. And when he's sleeping, it's... Barely. Well, when he's sleeping, it's very upsetting. Yeah. This is not a. That's not a good sleep. No. That's a nightmare. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So the person at the door was the king's steward, who informed Ned that the king has requested his presence immediately. So Robert had returned from his hunt. Apparently, this is news to Ned. He didn't know that. Yeah. Uh. So when Edward was dressed, he was escorted to the king's living quarters, and these are actually located in the major's. Holdfast, which is a massive square fortress in the heart of the Red Keep, hidden behind 12 feet thick walls and a dry moat lined with iron spikes. It's kind of described in the book as a castle within a castle. That makes sense. I think that sounds kind of cool. I mean, that's where you want your king to be, right? Protected, yeah. Yeah. It was guarded by Sir Boros Blount, who let him in. And inside, Ned passed two more king's... Guard members, uh, Sir Preston Greenfield at the bottom of the stairs, and Sir Barristan Selmy at the entrance to the bedroom door. The best one. Yes. I, I do like, I like Selmy a lot. As soon as he saw Barristan's face, he knew something was wrong. He was pale as a ghost. Then the royal steward opened the door and announced Ned's arrival, saying, Lord Eddard Stark, the hand of the king. Eddard stepped in and Robert summoned it over to his bed that he was lying on. There were fires at either end of the bedchamber that filled the room with a suffocating heat. Grandmaster Pycelle hovered over Robert. Renly was also there, pacing back and forth. Servants were bustling around, and Cersei sat at the edge of the bed by her husband. Ned said the room smelled like smoke, blood, and death. All in that hot, hot room. Sounds very appetizing. No. Nasty. (laughs) Ew. It's being sarcastic. I know. Robert told Ned to come closer, and he saw that his face was a milky white. Come closer. (laughs) 
Ned saw what had happened. Uh, Renly told him it was a boar that had ripped the king from groin to nipple with its tusks. So literally just... What was that? Yep. Right down the middle. Robert told Ned it was his own fault because he had been too drunk and had commanded the guards to stand aside because he wanted to take on the boar alone. Sounds like a very Bobby B thing to do. Why was he too drunk? We're going to get into that. Oh. Okay. (laughs) The wine-soaked bandages were already dark red with blood and his wounds smelled of death. So it sounds like it's already festering. Robert said he got him back and stuck a knife through the boar's eye and demanded the carcass be brought back for a feast. An eye for an eye. Yes. Then he told everyone to leave so he could speak to Ned alone. <laughs> like He's like, don't worry. Don't worry, Ned. I got him back. It's I got okay. him. We got he's him. He's dead. He didn't just run. He, I got him. It doesn't matter that I'm like just split down the middle. He's dead. That's like it's like the worst of my... Like I don't really care whether you kill him. Right. <laughs> he, almost, he pretty much is killing you. So... Excuse me. When they were alone, Robert admits to Ned that he was right about Daenerys. She is only a child and she should not be killed. So he's going back on what he had fought so hard to do. And even fired Ned over. Yeah. He thinks that the boar was sent by the gods to punish him for this. And he thanks Ned for being the only one to tell him no. Then he tells Ned to grab paper and ink and to write exactly what he is about to say. And this is what uh, Robert told Ned to write. This is the will and word of Robert of House Baratheon, the first of his name, King of the Andals, and all the rest. Put the damn titles. You know how it goes. So, he writes all the titles. I don't list them. <laughs> I do hereby command Eddard of House Stark, Lord of Winterfell and Hand of the King, to serve as Lord Regent and Protector of the Realm upon my death to rule in my stead until my son Joffrey does come of age. That's heavy. So, Ned... Was literally just named king. King regent. King of the seven kingdoms. Yes. You know, that's crazy. Ned, this would have been a really good time to tell Robert about Joffrey. He wanted to tell him right then and there that Joffrey is not his son, but he hesitated and decided not to. Ned's got a heart. Ned does not want to be king. He pleads for him not to die because the realm really needs him. Robert took Ned's hand and said, The realm knows what a wretched king I've been. Bad as heiress, God spare me. He goes on to say that this last thing he is doing is good and asks that Ned not fail him. So he's basically saying, Please promise me that you will reverse whatever I put into place for Danny. Mm-hmm. Ned then brings the paper to the king and Robert signs it, leaving a smear of blood across the letter. He then asks for the boar to be served at his funeral feast. God, I love Robert. That's awesome. (laughs) We're going to eat this a-hole that killed me at my funeral. I killed him back. Yeah. He asks to let Danny live, asks him to talk to Varys and Littlefinger to change their minds, and also asks Ned to help his son and make him better than him. Robert laughed at the fact that he was killed by a boar. Then Ned calls the rest of the party back into the room. The queen, however, is gone. Ned said that. Why is that? Ned said that was good because that means she is taking her children and fleeing, like Ned told her to do, mm. if she has any sense. But does Cersei have any sense? No. We're going to find out. <laughs> Rob asks Renly and Grandmaster Pycelle to stand as witness as he pressed his seal into the letter he had Ned write. So remember that. Renly and Pycelle witnessed the seal going on to the letter that Ned wrote for. 
Robert. Is that important? Yes. I just... Okay. They were there. I know. Just making sure that's they important, right? They were there. Okay. Yes. Then he asks for milk of the poppy for the pain and to let him die. Sad. He was done. Pycelle hurriedly mixed some milk of the poppy and the king drank it all and threw the cup aside. He told Ned, I will give Liana your love, Ned. Take care of my children for me. Ned said, I shall guard your children as if they were my own. Robert then closed his eyes and sleep took him. I don't think he's dead yet, but he's resting. (laughs) I see Milk of the Poppy a little bit in these situations as like morphine in war where they just go to sleep. I don't think he's dead yet, though. If they die in their sleep. Yeah. Pycelle came up to Ned and told him that he did all he could, but the wound mortified. Basically, it had already been affected by necrosis, a.k.a. the tissue is dying. Because it took them two days to get everyone back. By the time he got back, it was already too late. All he can do is lessen Robert's suffering. Ned asks how much time until he passes, and Pycelle said that he should be dead already. I have never seen a man cling to life so fiercely. Again, that's our boy. Very much a Bobby B thing to do. Ned told Barristan that Pycelle has given Robert milk of the poppy and that no one is to disturb his sleep without permission from Ned. Barristan felt guilty for abandoning Robert when he was told to do so. Um, Ned said that Robert loved hunting boar. If it wasn't this one, another would have surely killed him and that it is not his fault. He goes on to say that the king blamed the wine. Barrison does agree that the king was very drunk when the incident occurred. Uh, Varys asks who gave Robert the wine, and Barrison says it came from his own wineskin. And it was questioned if he only had one skin of wine, like a canteen. And Barrison said he did not keep count, but it was more than one. And that his steward, Lancel Lannister, kept fetching more for him. Huh. Interesting. What a stupid name. <laughs> Gods. <laughs> <laughs> Barris said, oh yeah, well, Lancel is nephew to Tywin Lannister and cousin to Cersei Lannister, and says he hopes that Lancel does not blame himself for the king's death, in that very mysterious Varys way that he says things. (laughs) (laughs) Which basically means... You're blaming someone. Yeah. Yeah. Then Ned goes on to tell them that Robert has changed his mind about Daenerys Targaryen and that she is not to be killed. Varys said it may be too late for that because plans have already been put into motion, but he will see what he can do to stop it. Lord Runley then came up to Ned and asked to speak to him privately. So Ned sent his men away, and Runley asked about the letter that Ned had because he didn't read it. Mm-hmm. Ned asked if I was, if, if it was from the king, and if Robert named Ned protector of the realm. And he tells Ned that he has a hundred men that with swords to offer him. So he said he's basically gonna, I'll help you out. Yeah. Um, Ned asked if he would. What he would do with the hundred men, and Renly says that if they keep strike now, if they strike now, um, they could seize Cersei's children and take the Red Keep. If they have her children, Cersei will not oppose them, and Council will confirm that he is the new protector of the realm. So he's already foreseeing, yeah, that Cersei's not going to give Renly up. Renly is, yeah, 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 which is different mm-hmm. from what we've seen from Renly, right? Ned said that Robert is not dead yet. Okay. Because he's still king. He's, he's going to die, Ned. But um, if he does die, he is going to die, Ned. Um, he, he will has speak. too much hope. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he will speak with the council and share Robert's final words with them. He refuses to dishonor his last hours on earth by 
shedding blood in in his halls and dragging frightened children from their beds. And I completely agree with that. I can see both sides. But though. also, you kind of need to do that. Cersei's an evil bitch. Yes. You never know what she's going to do. I think we do know. Do you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. Like, I don't know. You don't know what she has up her sleeve. Yeah. You Renly, never know. Renly says, every moment you delay gives Cersei another moment to prepare. This is so true. Yes. By the time Robert dies, it may be too late. So Very true. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> Ned says that, Ned says, then let's hope Robert does not die. Okay, enough. <sighs> Sometimes the gods are merciful. Renly says, yeah, but Cersei's not. Do you get it? Do you get it yet? <laughs> She's not the gods. No. Ned then returned to his bedchambers. He played back Cersei's words in his heads. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. He was wondering if it was the night, if it was the right move or not to refuse Renly's offer. There was no honor in what Renly was had suggested, but if Cersei decides to stay and fight, he may well need Renly's hundred men that he's offered him. This is going to be Ned's downfall. This is so frustrating. Yes, he's wasting. All of this time. Valuable time. Going back and forth instead of just making a damn decision. Yeah. I like, like there, I feel like there's just way too much on the line for him to be doing this back and forth crap. Yeah, the wishy-washy stuff isn't going to play. It's so out. annoying. Yeah. Anyway. So then he calls for one of his stewards and asks him to bring Littlefinger to him. If he is not in his bedchambers, they are to search everywhere until he's found. So he really needs to talk to Littlefinger. Ned wants him before daybreak. He then tells Fat Tom to take 20 men to escort his daughters to the ship to take them to Winterfell. I think that's a smart move. Yes. Like, um, now. <laughs> now. Um, he, te- he knows it's gonna not It's not going to be pretty. Yeah. Um, he tells Tom that on the way to Winterfell, he must stop at Dragonstone to deliver the letter to Stannis Baratheon for his eyes only. So no one else can read it. Mm-hmm. Tom then leaves Ned alone with his thoughts. Um, and he is grieving the loss of his friend at this point and is worried about... His best friend. Yeah, his best friend. About what men will think once Robert does pass away and Ned is the new king. This is things... He, I know, he's way too w- deep wasting, in Wasting time. Um, and that he had betrayed the king's friendship and disinherited his son from becoming king. Oh my gosh. So that's, again, not the time, Ned... Do it afterwards. There's plenty of time for thought for this after. You can grieve and you can think about that later. Right now you need to make a decision. Right. (laughs) It's like when the the president dies, immediately everyone comes together and is like, what are we going to do? Right. But we know that Robert's going to die. And I mean, they come together before the president dies and do that. It's the same thing here. Right. And they're not, he's not making a decision. Right. So Ned then took out a fresh sheet of paper and started to write his letter to Stannis. He says, To his grace, Stannis of the House Baratheon, by the time you receive this letter, your brother Robert, our king these past 15 years, will be dead. He was savaged by a boar whilst hunting in the Kingswood. More was written, basically saying that Stannis must come to King's Landing at once with all of his men at arms before the Lannisters can start a war. So we are foreseeing a war that we're still wasting time on. Because the Lannisters um, are sneaky little pricks, yes. I feel, you know? When he was done, he signed the letter, Eddard Stark, Lord of Winterfell, Hand of the King, and Protector of the Realm. He folded up and sealed it with wax. As he is folding up the letter, he reflects on the fact that his regency 
will be a short term and that he can finally return to Winterfell when it's over. Bro, it's true. You're thinking way too far in the, in the in the future. Right. You still have to get it from Cersei in a way. Right. Um so then Littlefinger enters his bedchambers and congratulates him on being named Protector of the Realm. How did he know that? Right. <laughs> How did he know that? That's like they they were just talking to each other. There's no one oh, else in the room. Right. Ned questioned how you know this, uh, Littlefinger, and he said that Varys hinted at it. Okay. Um, but how did Varys know? There must have been a little spider in there. Well, bird. Uh, so this angered Ned that he knew everything because of his little birds. Uh, Littlefinger asked why Ned brought him here, and he said he knows the truth of why John Aaron died, that Robert was no trueborn son. Has. Has no trueborn son, sorry. He says that he knows that Joffrey and Tommen are actually Jamie's sons, meaning that when Robert dies, which will be soon, the throne will pass to Stannis Baratheon. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Littlefinger barely flinched at this truth, which makes Ned think that he kind of knew this all along. I think we, yeah. And you know what's frustrating? Littlefinger watched Ned go around the whole kingdom researching and trying to figure it out and he didn't say anything to him. But I do have a side comment about that. It's probably so that he could actually have the evidence of it. Yeah. You know oh, you I mean? mean like using Ned to get get the evidence get together. The evidence. Yeah. 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 So Ned tells Littlefinger of his intentions to offer the throne to Stannis, but Littlefinger disagrees at this with this and says that it would be wise of Ned to bow to Joffrey and let him take the throne. Ned is basically like are you nuts? Yeah. Like, no. That's that's not even an option. Littlefinger explained himself. He said, number one, he is not a friend of Ned or Littlefinger. Even his own brothers can stand can't stand him. He is iron, hard, and unyielding. So this talking is what we're talking about Stannis. Stannis. Yeah. Um if he is king. He will install a new hand and a new council. So everyone will be out. So Mm -hmm. no one's in favor of that. He will thank Ned for handing him the throne, but that does not mean he will love Ned for it. Uh Which I agree with. I I mean, we don't know. Ned in danger, basically. Um, But that doesn't mean that he's going to kill Ned or anything. I think that he'll just let Ned go. Yeah. But, you know. Number two, his ascent to the throne will cause a war. He will not rest until Cersei and her children are dead. Hint. This will cause Lord Tywin to bring his men from Casterly Rock and go to war with Stannis. So now you're going to have Baratheon versus Lannister war. Yeah. Number three, while Robert forgave those who served under King Aerys, Stannis will not be so forgiving. Everyone who ever fought for the Targaryens will have reason to fear for their lives. Um, he says that the realm will bleed if Stannis is king, which I think so more is... war. So we're basically saying that Stannis is going to be worse than Robert. He's going to go after the Lannisters and the Targaryens, basically. Yeah. Like, or those who fought for the Targaryens, I should say, because there's only... Yeah, which we already met. <laughs> well, yeah, we've already met one. I don't know if there might be more. More what? Of the houses that were on the Targaryen side that flipped. That's what I'm saying. He's going to go after the people that are that fought for the Targaryens because yeah. right now there's only one Targaryen. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and number four, Robert named Ned King. All he has to do is take the throne and wait for Joffrey to be old enough to rule. Ned has power right now. He can make peace with the Lannisters, true. 
have Sansa Mary Joffrey, also true, um, Arya Mary Tommen, and one of his sons, Mary Marcella. I guess that would work. Uh, by the time Joffrey is of age, four years from now, so that's four years as king, mm-hmm. he will look at Ned as a second father. This is a very wishful thinking, hopeful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, four years would be enough time to dispose of Stannis. You mean dispose of him? Like get rid of him? I guess. Yeah. If Joffrey proves to be unstable, they can reveal the truth of his parents and put Renly on the throne. I think that is the most reasonable way to do yeah. things, uh, but it's not the right way, so I don't think Ned will go for it. Right. Ned says that this is treason, mm-hmm. and Littlefinger is only Littlefinger is only treason if they lose. Littlefinger says. Yeah, it, is it only says treason. it's only treason if they lose. You're skipping words. <laughs> Ned tells him that he forgets John Aaron, Jory Cassell, and the attempt to to take Bran's life, all of whom lost due to treasonous acts. True. Quote unquote lost. Yeah. Littlefinger says that the only thing he forgot is that he is talking to a Stark, <laughs> and that he said, and said, so your choice is Stannis. And war, then. I guess that's I what guess Ned's so. going, if that's the honorable way. Yeah. Ned says that it's not a choice because Stannis is the only heir to the throne. Okay, again, it's a choice, Ned. Uh, but Littlefinger says, okay. He's so to the book. What do you need from them? What do you need from me, then? Um, Ned says he is calling on the aid of Littlefinger that he has promised, that he had promised to Catelyn. So that, that same promise that he gave yeah. to Catelyn, he's like, I'm cashing I, it in. I need that. <laughs> cashing it in right now. Cersei has hundreds of men at arms, more than Ned's own household guard. Littlefinger points out that there are many lords who have no love for the Lannisters. This is true. Mm-hmm. And Ned says that that is not enough. That he needs Littlefinger to secure him the city watch of King's Landing, which is about 2,000 men. Mm-hmm. Littlefinger says that the City Watch will side with whoever pays more. Mm-hmm. Just going to be the Lannisters. Um, Littlefinger says that he will meet with the City Watch commander, Janos Slint, and bribe him with 6,000 gold dragons. So, Ned's wasting time. I'm frustrated with Ned. I am. At this point, it's... His honor is going to get him killed. Yeah. And it's going to mess everything up. So I don't... I don't know. His uh, his whole demeanor towards this whole thing is is not going to help him in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else is saying, you really don't have time to mull this over. And he's just doing exactly that. Right. All right. Discussion questions. We only have right. two today. So our discussion question, the first one is, do you think Ned should have listened to Renly? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely, I, without a doubt. I do. I think that at some I'm not some saying times, that it would be good for Ned to like go and just kill the Lannisters. Well, that's not what Renly is saying either. I thought he was. No, Renly was saying that you need to take the, take the children from Cersei. Mm-hmm. Right now, not kill them. Take oh, yeah. the children You're from right. them because then she doesn't have her power. Right. Then she's defenseless at this point. She's using the children right basically right now as as a shield. 
yeah. from the truth of what's going on. Basically, Riley's saying you need to act now. Yeah. And so I agree that, that if if it's... I think Robert would want him to do it, too. Because at this point... I mean, Robert loves his brother. Right. Um, but he would agree with his brother as well in saying, you know, this is... See, he knows what he married. Do I think Ned should have listened to Renly? Yes. Do I think he will? No. No, I don't think he will. He is way too back and forth. He is way too indecisive, but which the, is not the time to do it, Ned. But the question is, do we think he should have? Yes. Yes. But, like, he won't. Right. It's just frustrating. Yeah. Uh, the second question is, do you think Littlefinger is going to keep his word and help out Ned? Like, obviously, yeah, he's going to go and talk to the City Watch commander. But, like, do you think that he's actually going to help Ned? Or do you think he's going to, like, pull some crap that he, like, he usually does? The reason why I and say just, no. Because, like, he, he's always for himself, you know? Right. Like, he always acts in the interests of himself. Whatever's going to help him more. And he's not looking out for Ned. No. So. He's going to look out for himself, and he has already said right there why he's not going to help Ned. He's already told us why he's not going to help Ned. He said right there, Ned said, the person that needs to be installed as king is Stannis. That's the honorable thing to do. Mm-hmm. Littlefinger has already said, well, if Stannis is, is put in charge, the council's gone. I'm gone. So there you go. He said right there, I'm not going to help you. Mm-hmm. Because he won't, if, if he follows what Ned wants him to do, he won't have power anymore and he's right. power hungry. Right. So he's just going to say, no, I'm not going to help you. So I do have a third question, but we're not going to answer it. It's for our listeners. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of like scenarios that were laid out in this chapter. What do you think's going to happen? What do you think Ned's going to do? Who do you think is going to be king? How will it pan out? Yeah. How do you think this whole situation will pan out? Not well. Well. That's up for them. But it's Game not of Thrones, well. so. You play the Game of Thrones. You not. win or you die. There's no middle ground, Ned. No middle ground. You're on the middle right now. You're in the middle right now. All right. Okay, so our Tyrion tidbit today. A little honest loathing can be refreshing, like a, like a tart wine after too much sweet. Facts. Facts. All right, y'all, make sure you follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, A Song of Ice and Fire Podcast, and a Facebook group called Game of Wines Podcast. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines 1, and on YouTube at Game of Wines Podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing John chapter 6, so make sure you read before next week. We'll talk to you later.